I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration and collaboration creates community and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck and this is Face to Face. Welcome to Face to Face. We've uh, got a great uh, guest with us here today, Glenn Foster. Thanks for joining us, Glenn. My pleasure. Yeah, uh, that Canadian guy. I didn't just make that up, but that's uh, <laughs> that's kind of what Glenn's been known uh, as and for for many years. So check him out online. Uh, we'll we'll refer back to it a little sure. later on. But it's that Canadian, Canadian guy. guy, and everybody thinks dot com, right? Dot, dot com. com. That's right, because nobody knows what dot ca is. Only right. only a very few people actually know dot cas <laughs> yeah. exist. That's right. I think I think it's more prevalent now. People know about it, yeah. but in the original, you know. Uh, no one even knew there was anything but dot com, and now there's dot biz and dot this and dot that. Yeah. So, so you're a dot biz, which means basically you couldn't get the dot com. <laughs> yes. That's that's what dot biz means to I me. I guess eventually dot moby now the mobile dot sites. Mo- really? Yeah. I don't know yeah. that one. Oh, there's tons of them. So the, it's a suffix, right? So that yeah. is yeah. Uh, country. So eventually right. that will mean something. Probably. Well, the Won't biggest mean. the biggest one country wise was with, what the island of Tuvalu or something like that. <laughs> I seriously. don't know that island. No, seriously, like it was a, it was a huge thing for them because they were dot TV. 
right, right? Right. So anyone with anything TV related sure. wanted something dot TV. Yes. And it was a massive influx of cash to this tiny little island. And so the tourism industry has gone through I don't the know how there. their tourism is, but their their <laughs> dot coms are That's pretty uh, funny. That was a few years ago though, That's so hilarious. I don't know. So Glenn's been a comic in a, a Canadian a dot CA comic for many years now. And, yeah. Uh, well, how many years have you been working well, I'm, comedy? I'm 30 years without a day job this fall. 30 years without a day job. That yeah. sounds like your autobiography. You is, that, is that still, coming uh, out soon? Still sending out the resumes, but wow. you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you are also, I would, you know. Without... I started in high school, actually. Oh, so, okay. So, but, but I'm talking about professional now, so it's because I moved, I moved to L.A. Uh, to make it big in 1984, in October, November of 1984. So, thirty years. So that's that's it, when I left my ad job. Was eighty four the year that Orwell said it was going to be? No, it wasn't. And my theory at the time was that that, that people who were really going to do nineteen eighty four, which is pretty much where we live now. Right. My theory at the time was they went, oh shit, the book's been written, so we better not do it in nineteen eighty four. Let's just, wait till two thousand four. That's, right, that's right. Let's just push Let's it, push it years. back twenty years yeah. because it is here. Nineteen eighty four. I mean, man, we're living in a in a surveillance state, a police state, and what's really weird about it is nineteen eighty four was all about you know it was it was sort of thrust upon the people kind of thing. What's weird about our nineteen eighty four is that we did it to ourselves, you know, gleefully. It gleefully, seems. in yeah. fact, yeah, yeah. we're online yeah. sharing information. Look at what the thing, the kids today. Look at what the kids yeah. today put yeah. up on the internet and don't even seem to care about. Yeah, you know, let alone a surreptitious uh, uh, observation. I'm, uh, I'm clearly an old fart. I was out for dinner last night. I heard about some new app that I can't remember the name of it. So sorry about that, listeners out there. But uh, a picture will come up on your, you know, based on a GPS. Yeah, we'll, we'll say. I don't know. There's 32 people that are in your region, five oh, right. kilometer radius. Is it Tinder? Okay, it's Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> and if you like the looks of somebody, you hit right. a check mark. They check mark you back. And I was just right. saying to Elizabeth, uh, uh, "Wow, what Spencer and Victoria are are going to be walking into in another 10 years? Right. You know when they're really hooked in. I mean, it's, they're pretty hooked in. I now know. At six and eight years. Old. I know they are. It's I know. It's pretty wild, are. eh? Where, and where I, I did. A, I did a joke uh, years ago too. It was years and years ago. I have a lot of. I'll say I did a joke, but what I mean is I said it once, <laughs> uh, and it was something to the effect of, uh, "Is that uh, it's going to get to the point where they they're, they're going to want to plug something right up your ass, right? And it it's going to be it'll be incredibly painful, and it'll cost a fortune, right? But you'll be jacked into the internet yeah, all the time, that's right. right? With this thing right up your ass, as it'll be. And why would someone do that? Because it's incredibly painful and costs a fortune. Great games. Yeah. That's right. It's good. <laughs> well, it's true, right? I mean, it's, what is it, porn, um, maybe maybe news. Look at, look at your, look at the, the internet is 99% porn and 1% useful. <laughs> it, it really yeah, is. Yeah, like, and and yeah, it's porn yeah. that drives the technology. Yeah, too. Sure do you think we'd have, do you think we'd have doctors being able to do virtual operations across, you know, many thousands of miles if it wasn't for some guy wanted the, you know. Porn sensation. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, do you think 3D would exist? It's 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 all nerds. You know, yeah, it's all yeah, and and gaming, right? Right. Yeah, gaming yeah. is massive. So you can tell probably Glenn has uh, an opinion about pretty much already everything. everything. I especially have opinions about things I know nothing about. <laughs> Wait, Very you, strong opinions. Do you have one of those T-shirts that says uh, you're allowed? You're entitled to my opinion. Is that no? Right? I haven't got that. No. <laughs> 
So Glenn's a, a, a guest on, um, I'm not even sure what it is, but on a new Oh, channel. it's called Byline. The, sh- the show is called Byline. Byline. It's on Sun News Network. And most Fridays. And most Fridays, yeah. Well, generally every Friday, every unless, Friday, yeah. unless they're off uh, shooting. If they're shooting on location, we can't do it because of the right. limited studio space situation. And you've got five minutes basically to complain. Is that, is that what it complain, is? Not complain, but basically just talk about things that are going on in the world, things that are going on in Canada. Uh, we had uh, with a comical edge, no with doubt. The, yeah, I mean yeah. that's the whole point of yeah, it. Yeah, sure, is to, sure. to have a comical edge. I mean, we we uh, we were on Rob Ford for weeks at a time oh, there. At one point, it got to like, what can we possibly say new about this guy? And then the next week, he would do something stupid, and we go, well, there's our new Rob Ford thing. Do you think? Uh, so let's go down that path for a second. I mean, he's he's been kind of done, been done to death in a yeah. way. Yeah, but. Do you think still there's some things that are lurking below the lurking surface? Lurking below? Got to be. Yeah, you almost... Got to yeah. be. It's just amazing that, that uh, <laughs> you know, what's happened so far, and, 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 and he continues to be the mayor, and, and, and the other day, what was his thing the other day? Oh, yesterday, it was yesterday, he uh, it was the lone vote against naming a street after Nelson Mandela, and... He was against it. He was against it. Now, let me oh, tell you why. For, let me tell you why. Him. <laughs> and he was also uh, against uh, a motion to congratulate the uh, the Olympic athletes. Now, first of all, this is why we, we got no money in this country because we sit down and debate whether we should congratulate the Olympic. <laughs> a- like, what kind of that's ridiculous it's waste of time. Like that, someone would think, yeah, we better put that on the agenda because you never know who's going. And it turns out someone did object to it. Yeah, but his reasoning yeah. was, he said, was he 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 hit the wrong button on the apparently they they don't they have voting machines like right? counselors you mean counselors okay, yeah I, I didn't so, know they were that sophisticated so he hit the wrong button he says and he wanted to have a revote after that right so he so, so i guess tick, what it is so a tick basically decided whether or not pretty much you yeah. know or maybe he was in a drunken stupor and didn't yeah, know which yeah. of the six buttons to press right right yeah it's pretty challenging <laughs> you know yeah, so it's pretty. So, and, he pretty didn't want, and, and he didn't want to name a street after Mandela. Well, he probably did, but he voted against it. Is the point? <laughs> oh, I see. Right, that's saying. the whole point. Yeah, that he yeah, said. Yeah. yeah, he voted against it, but afterwards he said, "No, it's because I hit the wrong button." Right. Because wow. I guess he's never voted yes for something before. Like, <laughs> right. like I mean, there's only two buttons, right? I mean, it's yes, wow. no, abstain. Wow. I guess, right? Yeah, maybe abstain as well. Right. Yeah. So there's three buttons to or press. Or just not show up. Right. Maybe is another Ex- way to yeah. deal with it. But yeah, I mean, it is crazy. No, I think your point is well taken. You know, let's let's debate whether or not we should congratulate yeah. the Olympic athletes. Like, okay, abracadabra. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty it's much a, a no-brainer. Exactly. It seems to me. Exactly. So, so what do you think is getting debated these days that makes sense? What are some of the issues for you? I mean, I mean, pot legalization. Yeah, I think which the government is about to screw all the. Uh, in fact, they already have screwed the uh, the uh, medical pot users because. Uh, originally they were allowed to grow their own, right? And now you're going to have to buy it from a Health Canada approved blah, blah, blah bureaucracy. You mark my words, David. I'm telling you, the government will be the first people ever to lose money selling pot. <laughs> you watch a couple of years from now. Oh, the, the pot program is a billion dollars in debt because who knows what. Oh, man, that's this is funny. why the government should, they should be involved in, in uh, defense, Roads, education, and then fuck off. Yeah, you know, yeah, get yeah. out of everything else of because everything all else. the first thing. Look at look at Ontario and their their uh, uh, all day kindergarten. All right. Well, what's the first thing they do? 
create a bureaucracy to run all day kindergarten. Yeah. So immediately the cost skyrockets, right? The government is the only people who can buy in bulk and pay more. Yeah, yeah. It's a funny bit about about them losing money on pot. Um, so would you call yourself a, a, a free, I think I'm a, a libertarian. Free mar- a free marketer? I, I'm not a total free marketer either because there's a lot of scum on that side of the ledger yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of the uh, the, the, the one the one percenters, the Paul Ryan's and the the, uh, the one percenters, what, whatever. Right. Yeah. These yeah. people who are so completely out of touch with the common man and the common man struggles that they're so insulated by this giant pile of money because being rich these days, a lot of times means you don't have to associate with the poor at all. You know, private elevators, private jets, private schools. I remember, you know? great, I remember great, uh, I don't know if you were a fan of West Wing, and I'm going to date myself already, I suppose, but I loved the show for... Whatever. A lot of walking in that show, a lot so of walking, walking up and, and down the... decisions made in hallways? Like yes. You wouldn't believe. Walking up and down. Yeah. We're all Countries the big, big decisions. Countries were made in the hallway. all the big decisions That's are made. Right. Walk with me. Forget about the situation. We've got this policy pro- problem here. Anyway, have, there was a great episode with the president, well, what's his name, Martin... Uh, Martin Sheen. Uh, Martin Sheen's assistant. Okay. The young guy who's talking about the cost of milk. And the president makes some comment about how outrageous it is. And the, and the young guy looks at him and goes, Sir, when was the last time you had to go out and buy a bag of milk? And it was just, you right. know, just brought him right down. Exactly. Yeah, you know what, Charlie? Sorry. You're right. I'm a little out of touch. A little bit. Yeah. 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 These yeah. people, you know, and, yeah. and, and I mean, you read about the, the compensation packages and everything else. And it's always, oh, well, if we don't, if we don't uh, pay this much for a CEO, we, we won't get quality people. Well, so, I, so, Glenn, uh, I'm reading an article yesterday about Barrett Gold. Okay. And their new CEO, Thornton, I believe is his name, $12.5 million compensation package. Is he from BlackBerry? Oh, no, that was another no, guy. It's a different. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, a different guy. So Monk, who was running it, was I think at his heyday right. three and a half million. Okay. So we're talking nine million dollars more. And in the article, it says you know shareholders are hoping he's worth it. Right. I mean, is anybody worth that kind? Is of Is anybody money? worth it? This is I my mean, argument because they always just, they always say at the insane. at the lower end it's always like cut 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 cut. Yeah. How come the argument at the top is always like well if we don't pay top dollar we won't good, get good people. We won't get good people. Right. And you know what? You're not getting good people anyway. Yeah. Right, it's you're just, getting criminals for the most part. What I was, I was stunned. I was in a, a conversation slash argument with uh, somebody we both know recently about people being overpaid, basically in different sectors. And I kind of got on a harping on the banking industry. And I think you know one of our bigger banks in Canada hires people at twenty two thousand dollars a year. Right. And at the other end, we're talking about ten, eleven, twelve, fifteen million dollar pay packages for the right. for the for the the, the the CEOs of the banking. I think there's just a little gap there. There's a huge gap like, come there. Come on. Like, I, I just, sorry. So somebody just out of school barely deserves enough to live in a year here right. in Toronto. And this guy, usually, men, yes, usually, usually, make what, a thousand times what this other person? I, I mean, I don't know. Anyway. It's outrageous. Yeah. It's absolutely outrageous. In Sweden, a little while back, they tried to pass a 12, was a 12-1 rule or something like know. that? I don't know. I don't know. It was something like... Uh, that the CEO's compensation package could only be 12 oh, times what's right. The, I did hear right. about this. Yeah. And it didn't pass. It didn't pass. It that's didn't exactly pass because right. they didn't yeah. think they'd get qualified people. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. This whole thing, like um, when they needed a new CEO, for, I, I don't know if you know, but uh, I, I wrote an article in, in uh, Sun, no. in Sun, Sun newspaper. I wrote okay. an article uh, last year when they needed a new CEO for the orange helicopter, you know, the orange helicopter yeah, yeah. scandal, yeah, right? Of course. Yeah. And my whole article was all about all I had to do to be a better CEO than this first guy 
was not lose a billion dollars. <laughs> That's all I have to do. Not lose a billion dollars. That's right. I could sit in my office all day. I could play video games. <laughs> I just not lose a billion dollars. Right? What, what do I have to do today? Uh, not lose. Not a billion. lose a billion. That's hilarious. That's, yeah. You know, and they always go on about, oh well, we have to pay this much. We don't get qualified. You, you, no. Why does that argument hold at the top and not at the bottom? Why yeah, at the bottom yeah, don't they yeah. say, hey, we want qualified individuals? Yeah, let's pay. You know, pilots are making less than twenty thousand dollars a year at some airlines. Wow, that's astounding. And that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, it is a little. Terrifying. Don't you want your pilot well paid? Yeah, yeah. You know, well trained, well paid, and well fed. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And fed wow. something different than the co-pilot. That's right. That was Fahrenheit <laughs> four fifty one. Is that right? Well, they no. always do that. No. What, yeah. What was that? Oh man, you just took me right back to a novel I read in in high school. Oh, uh, come on. And it was the fish. Everybody got sick. Yes. Of the fish. What was that? The flight. Well, yeah, what, not Fahrenheit 451. That's no that's, Fahrenheit's that's the, the fireman and that's the, the burnt books, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. But, but I know the story. Yeah. Yes, Ray Bradbury, yeah. maybe, maybe. No, no, I don't think oh, so. Was come it? on, yeah. Anyway, I can't remember. but yeah. but yeah, it was one. Yeah, because that and because that's why they serve different meals. Yeah, yeah. to the co-pilot yeah. and the is, pilot, which is kind of low end, really. When you think well, about, like, it, in our it's, in our it's supposedly high end technological yeah. savvy yeah. culture, right? Well, don't give them both the fish. <laughs> we might we might be going yeah, down right. exactly. Do you okay? So at the, at the, let's not try not to be disrespectful here, but this whole Malaysian uh, flight three seventy. Uh, still haven't found it. I mean, it's deeply troubling on so many levels. I fly enough for it to be troubling for me. Lots of conspiracy theories, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. How the heck? I mean, why haven't we found it? Like, it's well, just, if, it's it, insane the, the, to what me. I've read about it is that that part of the ocean. Yeah, you can put two buoys together, and an hour later they'll be a mile apart. Yeah. Yeah, right, it's yeah, just the, the the ebbs and the swirls well, the, and the the depth of it, I and suppose. the depth of it. And the other thing I read was that it's it's it really is in the middle of nowhere. The yeah. the long range, even the long range planes that go out to search, it takes so much of their fuel just to get to the search area that they've only got two or three hours when they oh, get there. I see. Yeah, right, it's so massive. And huh. you know the the waves in that part of the ocean can be like 30, 40 feet at the best of times. So you're looking for you know something bobbing around that might not be close to anything else that's bobbing around. And, but what's really mysterious is the whole, you know, why did it turn on takeoff and and oh, how, yeah. how how does There's it? So many factors. But you're right. I mean, you think you, you know, on the one hand, you hear about we can take a picture of a cigarette package from space this with certain I mean. satellites. This is what. I mean. And on the other hand, it's like, well, we lost a seven sixty seven, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a big, But I think that's part a big... of the reason, part of it is that anyone who's got that kind of satellite technology doesn't want to use it and so, say... So that's the most recent theory that I've heard that actually makes sense to me. Yeah. That's, Somebody out there has the tech. Right. They just, if they say where they are, they have to admit. And if, but it. they also, they have to admit they have the tech, but they also have to, the, the, it gives away the capability. Right, exactly. Right? It's like the yeah. Enigma machine. I actually just remembered about another West Wing episode. Okay. <laughs> but we're not going to talk You know what the it. thing is? I barely watched West Wing. <laughs> oh, come on! I barely watched it. I might have watched... One or two episodes, maybe. So let's go back to your comment earlier about the, you know, we talked a little bit about the one percenters and people being out of touch. Would you say, you know, go global if you like, but are Canadian politicians out of touch for the most part? I'd say any politician really? is out of touch. Wow. For the okay. most part. Yeah. For the most part, I think they are out of touch because I think they come from, for the most part, a kind of a privileged background, you know? Again, private schools, private clubs. If I was in charge of education, there would be one school 
it would be called school, and everyone would go to school, and there would be no Muslim schools, and no Hebrew schools, and no Catholic schools, and no, and there would be no private schools, because I think private schools are a big problem, with a big part of the problem of the, the public education system, because all those people who have all that money and power that could change the public system for the better, are out of the system. Yep. They have their own yep. little private little yep. thing. They have their private little clubs. They Let's meet their private little in. cliques. They get their, you know, gold card to whatever university they want because somebody knows somebody from, you know. And this is the kind of shit that creates an us and them, right? It, it really, it really does. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm and a that's big where it starts. And that's where the system. Paul Ryan assholes of the world come from. That's where the Mitt Romneys come from. That kind of isolated. You know, in, in that's the word I'm looking for. Insular, isolated, insular, insular background. They just don't have a costs. clue. Yeah, the bag of milk. Yeah, exactly. The bag of milk. Exactly. Um, because I think if every because you need, we all need to live together, right? Different social, economic strata, different ethnic, whatever, right? It everyone has to live together. So what is the point of educating people separately? Especially yeah. religious schools? Are you fucking kidding me? Homeschooling? Yeah, homeschooling. Please, an interesting one. Yeah. 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 So, do you think? Yeah, um, I want to. We'll come back to the politician thing in a second. Uh, let's go on the education thing for a little bit. I actually think. I mean, I do a lot of work in international development. Anybody who's listened to the podcast or, or knows me, uh, that's what I spend my time doing. I'm trying to help out. Uh, in many cases, those who are less fortunate, or better yet, who have fewer opportunities than we do. I think that's a good way to describe somebody who's maybe... I don't like poor, because poor immediately is financial. Right. We can be poor in a lot of ways. That's true. Um, but but most of what I work with are, you know, kind of poor community. So so this idea that... Um, um, oh, man, did I lose my... Glenn, you know what? I think I lost the tr my train of thought. Okay. That's ridiculous. Well, let's find That's a satellite. You got, can you there must be a satellite somewhere that can, can find you your train of thought. Can you pour me another glass of vodka? Do you, <laughs> you've got the bottle over there. It's I've almost got, empty. I've got, I've got the capability to find your train of thought, but I can't say. <laughs> That's pretty I can't say anything about thanks. it. Well, you, you saved me on that one. We'll come back to my thought um, because I've actually just made a couple of But notes. we actually bounced away from my, my uh, thing I was going to say, which oh, is please, let's the, go enig back, yeah. the Enigma machine. Right. What's the, the Enigma, Enigma machine? machine? Was the code the, the German code breaking? Uh, right. Okay. So at the outset of World War II, I think it was World War II, uh, the the Allies captured an Enigma machine, which is the German uh, right. code machine, uh, off a, off a U-boat, but they could not let the Germans know that they had it. Therefore, uh, they could have warned people certain cities were about to be bombed, certain things were supposed, right. but they couldn't warn people because right. then the Germans would know that their code had been broken. Greater, greater. So good, I think right? it's a similar situation with this missing plane. Greater, greater good stuff. Right, you can exactly. Save more lives. Yeah, right. Yeah. Makes me wonder, eh? I mean, and we're a couple days away from the black box. I mean, I just it boggles my mind that we can't find this black box that's sending out a signal for heaven's sakes. Yeah, you know, and you just I don't know. Maybe I've seen too many movies, or maybe where it's read just too easy. Wired magazine too much. Right. You know, yeah. and you go, well, I thought we were pretty sophisticated. Here. Yeah. But you know, you you know what you, you know what kind of brings us down for it has for me anyway. The last couple of years, go to a hospital, pretty sophisticated for the most part. But every now and then, really, that's the utensil you're still using? Like, yeah. are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, did, did you sanitize that? Well, look at our new hospital. shoved it up my nose. Look, look at our new hospital that's, that's going in there at, uh, at oh, uh, yes. 3rd yeah. and Dundas. Yeah, that's pretty significant. Yeah, and, and most of those rooms are going to be single rooms. Wow. 
because to to prevent the spread of infection, right? Wow, so that whole that idea right? of wards gone. Gone. Wow. Wow, that's pretty significant. In the age of, I just read about Ebola this morning. Oh, yeah. And is it Ghana? I think it's in Ghana. And there's a case in North America, I believe. Well, I'm sure there yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's wild. But yeah, uh, we do live yeah, some, of the, some of the uh, mining companies, some of the African mining companies or Canadian companies operating in Africa yes. Speaking are of the pulling 1%. their people out. Is that right? right? Eh? Pulling their wow. people out or, or shutting down their operation temporarily just to isolate themselves from, you know, that. Um, I know what it was. It was the um, West Wing episode. Oh, and back to that. Again. Back to, yeah, but I'm not going to talk about that. But it just made me think of education for me, conversation with somebody else. We were talking about it. It shouldn't be separate. It should be you know collective together, etc. Yes. I think education is kind of a silver bullet in a way. If there's such a thing, um, you know. Uh, you mean teach, that- Well... You're dying from germs. Well, you better learn how to wash your hands properly, right. etc. Education is, in, in that sense, is a silver bullet. It should be the government's number one priority. Education, I think so too. Because there's no scientists, there's no space exploration, there's no, there's nothing, right? No, we're back, even, we're back to square one. Right, we're back to ground zero. So education for all yes. should be like a number one priority. Yeah, right. You're sounding now like a tiny bit of a, a communist. socialist. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I communist know. slash socialist. Slash I know. Marxist. Which one I know. would you like? Well, don't Did tell, you vote NDP? Don't tell son. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. You'll be tossed off the uh, Did I vote NDP? I don't think I did, no. Yeah. Because they're they're too far the other way, right. I think. Right. You know? Right. I do have a great joke about the uh, Oh please, yeah. The Jack Layton Memorial though. Have you seen the Jack Layton Memorial? Do you know what it is? I, I actually don't well, it's it's hang down. on. Is this a joke or are you now being serious? Both. Because I don't want to be embarrassed on this one. Both. Just, I'm being upfront with you here. Okay. But. Okay. Okay. The Jack can Layton you, Memorial. Can you work with me on this. Totally. The Jack Layton Memorial is <laughs> okay. down at the waterfront in Toronto. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and it's I think near the Billy Bishop uh, Ferry or whatever. Okay. Right? Yep. Uh, anyway, what it is is a two-seater bicycle, right? Okay. And Jack is sitting in the back pedaling, right? And you, as a tourist, if you want, you can sit in the front seat and have a picture of yourself being taken for a ride by the NDP. <laughs> Is it really what it is? Yeah. Isn't that wild? No, I, I, obviously I missed that. I didn't read that Globe edition. I uh, used to. I, I actually am not, not being a total NDP fan, but I think a lot of people weren't NDP fans, but they were Jack Layton fans. Yes, I think so too. Right? Yeah, I think there's a because, lot of in that. Because the guy was just, he was infectious. I mean, oh, you yeah. know, he, he, he couldn't wait to bicycle onto the stage and yeah. do a cartwheel and yeah well i thought he was i remember when i first sort of met him on screen or wherever it was you know i guess i saw him on some kind of new show or whatever i thought he was a bit of a who is this guy like, yeah you know he's what is he a game show host i mean it took quite a few years for him i think to really earn that respect of canadians and and just in the last few years just incredible what he did with the party really true enough yeah, yeah it yeah. really is so who's ready? I mean, who, what do we got? We got Harper. We got you know Trudeau. We got an election coming up in 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 what sixteen months now? Eighteen months? I don't know. I don't know what. Don't even know if it's going to happen. But I mean, what is next for Canada? Do you think? I mean, you're 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 commentating on it once a week. You're, you're, I, you're reading the papers. What's happening? It always there? seems to Writing come jokes down. about it. It always seems to me to come down to incompetence versus evil. <laughs> it, it really does. Wow, that's pretty grim. I'm sorry. So, you, but you don't strike. I mean, how can you be a comic and so cynical? Or do you not? Do you just I'm say totally that's, cynical. You're totally cynical. I'm totally cynical. <laughs> I piss my wife off. I'm so cynical. Yeah, I yeah. don't get invited to parties, David. <laughs> that's right. 
So are you? Are you? Are you? I even actually. I uh, sorry. I'm a what? I was going to say. Are you the guy at the party who's over in the corner pissing everybody off? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I even. I even. Uh, I would not a joke per se, but I have a. I have a thing on my. Uh, on my last CD where I. Uh, oh, it's kind of hard to explain, but but the the sort of secondary punchline is like so. I explain something fairly horrible. Yeah. And then secondary punchline is this is why I don't get invited to parties anymore. <laughs> Which I was sort of going to make a theme at one point. It was all right, the, I was right. even thinking I would do an album called "This Is Why I Don't Get Invited to Parties." So it's how, sort of a larger theme with me right now. Is it, am I doing the job huh. right when when people come to a, a comedy club? Yep, do, they want to escape their troubles. I think on sure. some level, like going right? to see a live show or a right. film or whatever. So if I'm talking about politics and global warming and all these horrible things, am I doing the job? Right. Right. Am I actually costing myself work? Right. Because people go, well, you know, he's funny, but yeah. man, he brings up some depressing yeah, shit. Yeah. Well, what about a guy like like uh, Dennis Miller? I mean, well, this you can't is get it. much more cynical than Dennis Miller, can you? You can't. And boy, has he ever gone right wing? Wow. Yeah. No. Totally kidding. right yeah, wing. Totally right. And it really shocked me, actually. Yeah. Like extremely I, right wing. Yeah. 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 And some of yeah. the things I hear him say, I'm like, really? Yeah, no, you know? I agree. And I, I, agree. Get, I get that he's very intelligent and, and uh, yeah, smart you know, guy. probably knows what he's talking about, but sometimes, wow. Yeah, no, I don't quite understand it either. Um, but he's but rich now. Rich, so well, he's rich. Be- because he's, he's rich, that, that, maybe. that maybe changes his opinion on Could things. Be. Um, so, so are you doing your job? I mean, so you've been doing comedy for 30 years. Uh, I don't think I've been been doing the kind of uh, social political stuff for the whole thirty, right? right. Uh, but certainly, okay, e- easily the last half of my career, I think, uh, yeah, a lot of that sort of stuff. Did I? Okay, I'm pretty pretty sure I'd bet my firstborn, maybe not quite that extreme, on a joke that you did years ago. Copier salesman with a tie. Is yes, you? yeah, it, hysterical. It, it, that was my, that was my opening bit. line when I had completely different hair. Well, and different technology, uh, and different, yeah, I know. And my, do, do and, most people know what a photocopier is. These well, days? that yeah, my opening joke was was uh, was a, yeah, I know. I look like I'm here to teach physics or fix the photocopier. You had a pager on, I possibly pager, yeah. and a big wonk humping. I had a short sleeve. I had a short sleeve office shirt, shirt right. and a tie. That's right. Yeah, very nerd like. Very nerd like. Yeah. yeah, and exactly. And when I did that line in Montreal uh, for the Montreal Comedy Festival. Which uh, they shoot at the uh, Saint Denis Theater, and I think it was like easily like two or three thousand people fit in that yeah, place. Nice. Uh, so when I did that line in Montreal as an opening line in 1995, I couldn't even say another joke for like another minute. Like the wow. response was like yeah, so that's good. Awesome. That's awesome. In fact, I actually, cool. because the joke is, I look like I'm here to teach physics or fix the photocopier. So then they were, you know, like instant applauding type oh, thing. Oh, yeah, on your side yeah. for sure. And then I said, you people are just wasting your own time now. You know that. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh, There's a teacherism great. for yeah, you. Yeah, that's a good one. So so let's talk a little bit about that then. I mean, we I, I want maybe we can come back to the politics and the state of Canada and, and, and hell in a handbasket kind of stuff. But what drove you to comedy? So you haven't been always doing the social political stuff. You just, were you a One of the neat chicks couldn't play guitar. I, <laughs> right. I honestly think that's... If that had a lot. To that do had a it. lot to do with it, perhaps. Wow. Uh, but also, no, I, I think I was just always a comedy fan. Right. I grew up in right. a house that was. My dad was a comedy fan. We watched comedy. You know, we watched. Was your dad a funny guy? Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, a bit of a funny prank. guy in a in a in a house setting or funny guy on stage. Uh, in a house setting, in, yeah. a, in a amongst friends setting, sure. in a, yeah. a bit of a twisted sense of humor, <laughs> right. a bit of a bit of a practical joker. Right. One of his favorite, uh, one of his favorite tricks. If we ever had anyone over for dinner, what he would be, he would he would stir his tea or coffee with the handle end of the spoon. Okay. Right, and then yep. go here. Hand that to your mother. Burning, burning hot. Burning hot. Right. Yeah. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> Hilarious. Wow, you're hysterical. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but but he was always. We we always watched you know like uh, the Carry On movies. You know, I mean stuff that probably doesn't even stand up now when you watch right. it. It's just right. so lame. Right. You know. Some things you think well, are hilarious. On. I grew up watching Laurel and Hardy. Uh-huh. I mean, I think they're pretty funny, but I didn't get into comedy. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think... Don't you com- remember the piano mover one? I think comedy was a hell of a lot easier years ago. Hmm. It just seems when you watch some of this old vintage comedy mm-hmm. stuff, people laughed at just about anything. It, it seems so easy, you know? And now everyone's so you know jaded and cynical. Is that, that what it is? It, you think it that, seems. Yeah. It seems. Also, it seems people had a, a lot more attention span back then, and you could do a more, you know, longer joke with a, you know, more of a setup, less of a punch. You know what I mean? Like story type stuff. Yeah. And that's sort yeah. of making a comeback too. That sort of is it? Yeah. Storytelling style kind of thing. But uh, it definitely seems like things were a lot easier when I when I look at some of the old. Especially black and white. Now there are exceptions as well. I mean, Buster Keaton stuff is amazing, but it's all physical, right? Right. Right. And the same with, I, I guess, Laurel and Hardy. I was never a Stooges fan ever. Do you know what? Neither was I. Just didn't no, get it. Didn't get it. Didn't either. get it at no, all. I had a friend who thought you they know? were just unbelievably funny. Yeah. And did the voices and the hand signals and everything. But mm. I, I loved. I love Laurel and Hardy. Uh, I have to say, Peter Sellers. You know, I mean. Ah, uh, there's one. There's one. Yeah. The party. Okay. Fun, fun, funniest movie I've ever seen. Watch it now. You yeah. won't think so. Oh, is that right? You won't really? think so. Wow. I, I watched it when, it when I was a kid. I thought it was hysterical. Now you watch it now, and first of all, it's incredibly racist. Oh, yes. Oh, That's incredibly racist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the comedy is lame. <laughs> it's lame. That, now the the opening still very funny. That's with the shoe. Is that the, the shoe? The ones with the shoe, and, and the, the others blow. with the the the. The, they're both on set. Yes, that's how the movie starts, right? Where he's got he's he he's, blows up the he blows up the the fort that they only have one <laughs> right. shot at. Right? Yeah, he's got a st- he ends up with a with a stone in his shoe, and, and, and he and, blows it. And, up. Yeah, and that's he's stomping right. See, I'm around. Laughing already. Yeah, and he hits the plunger on that's the right. on the on that's the blaster. Right. Yeah. The, and uh, but prior to that, there's there's two other scenes where he's there's uh, he's being shot at. And there's a, a, a gunfight scene, yeah. and he refuses to die, okay. and he keeps shooting, and then pretty soon scene. everyone's shooting at him, even his own, <laughs> the old guys who are supposed to be on his side are shooting at him, and uh, so yeah. But you Wait, watch so, it. So is that a stylistic thing? Do you think? I think so. Because sometimes you know you watch an older movie and it's a classic. And, and yet, okay, and but, yet Doctor Strangelove, right, is still very funny, right, because it's. Very political it's and satirical, incredible. and yeah, yeah, incredible, and, satirical. Uh, yeah, huh? You know, like I wonder now how the Pink Panther right. would stand up, yeah, right, yeah, those kind of things. So some of that is probably, and because some of, of it day, still stands it? up, yeah. I think, because yeah, yeah uh, I mean, I still find the joke, uh, does your dog bite, right, and then the <laughs> gets bitten, and yes. you go, yes. I thought you said your dog does not bite. <laughs> uh, that is not my dog. <laughs> 
Yeah, see, <laughs> yeah, I no, think, you know what? It's like uh, <laughs> I was a huge fan of, uh, and still am, of Ghostbusters. Okay. And a lot of people who watch that just go, I don't get it. Like, it's just, that's not funny. Right. Right? But, I mean, sometimes I think these things are timing. True. You know, yeah. sometimes a comic or whatever hits a nerve with you. You just had a divorce and he's doing yep. comedy or she's doing comedy about marriage, you know, so you click. So I think some of that's there. But isn't, I mean, I think maybe this is your comment about Buster, you know, still kind of funny because the physical stuff yeah. kind of translates across all cultures. Total, totally, totally it right? does. Yeah. Farts, for instance, right? The right. Simple, simple comic, sure. comic that my kids love. That frankly, I still love. Right. You know, it's just funny. And that's the thing too. You can write the most sophisticated political joke you want. It's not going to get the same laugh as a fart joke. I, it's not uh, going to reach as many people. Much I, like a fart. I had a serious academic in town was doing a conference where a quick copy at about midnight, photocopying his essay that he's going to hand out to people next day at his talk. I'm standing there paying for it. I hear the longest, biggest fart of my life. He's on the other side of the Kinkos, and he's got a remote control, and he's put a fart machine beside the cash register. Nice. Serious academic. <laughs> I mean, hysterical, right? right? Getting me kind of in trouble. Yeah. It was awesome, right? I mean, it just, I don't know what you call that, juxtaposition? or <laughs> I guess it would be. I guess it is. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, so, uh, so com- comical home, um, you, you, you kind of hit it off with, I mean, you, you just started doing comedy around friends, family? I mean, did you read books? I mean, I guess what I'm trying to get to is, how, how? do you become a comic? I mean, we talked earlier. I, I, I did um, high school variety shows. Oh, uh, okay. I went yeah. to three different high schools. Oh. Because we moved around. Was that all the same grade? or No, no. I went to uh, grade uh, nine in, uh, in uh, Cambridge, 10 and 11 in uh, London, oh, wow. and uh, 12 and 13 in Oakville. Oh, okay. Well, you so did get around then. I did, yeah. And... Uh, but you don't that was just... my first sort of glimpse of fame in a way because okay. no because before I did the high school variety show in London for and it wasn't the greatest thing I mean I think I was I I know what I was doing I was basically just doing impressions and they probably weren't even that great impressions it was like uh, Jackie Stewart the race car driver Howard right. Cosell I had this whole long bit about about the two of them commentating on World War Three. You know, the, them, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, the missiles are flying now. That's a oh, great, great day for thermonuclear <laughs> war. Well, folks, it's down to you know, that's how it goes. It's not the best impression ever, but it's got the cadence, <laughs> right? You know, wow. so yeah. I mean, my impressions weren't that good, but uh, anyway, so point being, uh, before I did that variety show, no one had a clue who I was in a huge school, yep, and after I did that variety show. Everybody knew who I right, was. Right, of course. Yeah. So that is yeah. a a glimpse of you know. Right. right. That'll get you hooked. And because I mean, really, comedy is just an addiction. It is, eh? <laughs> to some degree, it is. I mean, so it it, gets, I, I I do get I do get, uh, you know, I get Jones for 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 getting on stage. You know. Yeah. Especially if you you think of something as like you think, oh man, I can't wait to say that on stage. Right. And then right. you're like. Well, when can I say that on stage? Right. I got to go find a stage. I got to find right. a, you right. know, right. I need a, I need a fix. I need a comedy fix. Is that, is that just the applause? I mean, is it? It's got to be more than that. No, it's more than that. I mean, it's, 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 it's the satisfaction of hearing yourself say it and getting the response. And yeah, I mean, I guess it's, I it's mean, partially, yeah, it's yeah. more than one thing. It's, it's not, more than it's one thing. I mean, the applause would be a big part of it, or the laugh. It's the laugh. I mean, there is no. Not no better sensation, but a, but a, a great sensation for comedians for sure. 
for me personally, is going out and doing a brand new line and having it hit. And it hits. Right? That's huge to me. So would you say that shifted for you now, older age, little hopefully more mature, et cetera, political commentary, social commentary seems to make more sense for you now? Get a laugh and it just, also maybe it dig just a little happened. bit? It just happened. It did, I, eh? Yeah. I, huh. I, I don't know if I set out to do it, but I think it was just, I just, you know, uh, yeah, and I, for me anyway, and again, it comes down to, am I really doing the job? Right. Is it doing the job to make fun of these horrible things? Does, is, is that helping? Or it, would it be better to just do fart and dog jokes and not even mention the political landscape, the you know the things that are going on in the world and well, so on? Well, isn't there something really powerful, though, too, about people laughing and kind of relaxing and going, Yeah, it's, Holy it's a catharsis. Right. It's a catharsis wow, kind of right? thing, right? It's, it's better than reading an article about it. I guess I think, it would be. I think, yeah. You know? But then some people wouldn't read the article about it. True. Right? Yeah. And those are the people that... <laughs> yeah, aren't going to get like I, I do a, a thing where I, I uh, talk about um, doing uh, the, uh, po- po- not political comedy but say news based yep you know and it, it, it's hard because first of all not everybody follows the news yep. so you could do a joke and people don't get it and then you look like an idiot right right yep. and the other thing is there's new stuff going on all the time yeah so course. it's pressure to, yeah. to keep yep. up with it and and uh but you want to know, for me, the hardest part, personally, about doing jokes about the news? I have to watch the fucking news! <laughs> you were saying earlier, you're... I mean, it's it's because it's it, you got to be current. Right? Yes. You absolutely have to be current, right? It's well, like to some degree, to some degree. Like, there are ways of couching things so that, for example, I'm doing a joke two years later about the, the guy who jumped from space because it's a very funny joke. Right. Right? And it's hard to give up a really funny joke, right. even if it doesn't apply anymore. Like I was doing jokes about the Beijing Olympics like three years after the Beijing Olympics right. because it's a funny joke, it's still funny. right? Yeah. So yeah. it's hard to give that up. Well, I mean, at some point, I mean, the the photocopier teacher, gig, right? You had to give that up. I had to give up because it's a totally different hairstyle yeah. and everything else. Yeah. Although now that I'm older, it sort of applies again. Yeah. It actually could right? apply again. Yeah. My yeah. Uh, my um, my my opening line these days is. Uh, is uh, I, I hope I don't appear too cuddly because, no, strictly from a professional image point of view, it is difficult to do the tough, edgy material when you yourself have no edges. Right. What's, uh, what's different today for you? Uh, talked about attention span. Um, the youths of today, the, the audience. I love that were, movie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the audience is What's a youth? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Have audiences really changed? I mean, has the, yes. internet, has the internet made... I don't think audience different? have necessarily changed. I think the audience... I don't know who said it, but basically it is the audience doesn't change, but you do. Right. Right, because the people who go to comedy clubs are the people who have always gone to comedy clubs, which is the people who go to anything, and that's generally young people because they've got the time, right? And they and they don't have to get a babysitter and so on and so forth. Yep. You know, people... Uh, our age, if they go out, it's a big deal for them, <laughs> right? right? It's a big deal. Yeah. So you I got to prep what, for two or three right. days. Just so what drives dinner. what drives comedy? What drives music? What drives all this sort of youth-oriented stuff? Is youth? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, Have and but seen- but what's happening? And I see a lot more and more. Of course, is is uh, the attention span? The yeah. attention yeah. span. People texting, sitting wow, there texting in the front oh, row. Wow. I've yeah. seen people. In a row of ten people, I've seen the one on one end text the person on the other end, 
right. in the middle of the show. Yeah. You know, I actually, I've, I've taken phones off people a couple times because <laughs> they haven't been paying attention and I just kind of swoop in and grab Which it. Which kind of gets, sort of trounces all over the warm and cuddly uh, A little bit, mind. a little yeah. bit, yeah. 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 You smash them with a ball peen hammer. No, I don't stage. do that. I don't do that. But I did <laughs> well, actually, one, one girl was texting in Newfoundland and I actually uh, uh, t- took her phone. And started texting the person she was texting, which may have been her boyfriend <laughs> which or whatever. Is a funny bit. That's so a funny I basically bit. went, "Fuck off! I don't want to talk to you anymore." <laughs> that's all. It's yeah, mom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, oh, that's so. funny. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to. Oh, and I put it on the internet. I, I put a, I had a video of it. and I put it on the internet, and you wouldn't believe the number of people who thought I was the asshole. <laughs> Oh, they're just texting. That doesn't interrupt the show. That doesn't interrupt the show. Yeah, yeah. it kind of does. It interrupts it on the way to your fucking brain. <laughs> That's right. Right? Yeah, it kind of interferes with the joke. Just a bit. Yeah. So you didn't you didn't go to school to be funny. No. And yet you can today. I mean, there yes, are you can. schools and colleges and courses. Is but I don't think you can go to school to be funny. Yeah, I don't I think, think so you can go either. to school to be funnier. Right. Right? You're either funny or you're not. Yeah. Right? Is it, so is it is it you think it's kind of a gift? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. To me, comedy is kind of like poetry in a way, because I mean, I think to be a good comic, you got to really see things in a totally different way. You got to, I don't know, you got to be making the observations that maybe general folk don't. Yeah, right. Perhaps the funny in a bird landing on a clothesline that snaps or whatever. I mean, for some that would just be weird. And right. For others, whoa, there's a whole routine. But there. it would have been hilarious in that, 1920. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those crazy. We got to give this kid a movie contract. That's right. A That's bird right. landing on a wire. Yeah. That's hilarious. So, so what's what? What do you think are going to be the the funnier things coming up in the next little while? We got Rob Ford. We got Trudeau. We got uh, oh we got boy, the the, the, the uh, party Quebecois. Oh uh, man, that 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 whole uh, secular value. You know where uh, we got a new mosque coming. Do you know there's a mosque being built in Oakville, right I around did, the corner I from did not here? Know that? No. Not only like a mega mosque. Like 52,000 square feet. That's a big church. Bigger than the White House. Wow. Bigger than the White House. I think what interests me more about this story is how do you know how big the White House is? Because that's how they sell it. (laughs) That's in the articles. They say it's bigger than the White House. Right, right. Now I don't even know how big the White House is. (laughs) But my guess is less than 52,000 square feet. Less than 52,000 square feet. But I don't know if they're talking about the grounds of the White House, the building of the, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I imagine it's just the building because I'm sure it's acres. The White House, right? So we got to we got to wrap up in a couple of minutes. What uh, I mean, no. would, would you would you say no to somebody who wants to be a comic? In in absolutely, uh, we don't need any more competition. Right. Um, no, I would say I would say uh, just go do it. I, I always tell when people say, "Oh, I should try stand up comedy." I say everybody should try stand up comedy. And just it, just try it. To, why, and why should everybody try it? Just because if you want to try it, you oh, should I try see. it. Right. Uh, not everybody. I'm saying right. anyone who if wants to. any kind of inkling. Yes, up, any kind of inkling there. should do it. And the way to do it is to go on stage and do it. Amateur night. Right? Just get up there and try Don't it. Be, you know, it's not about taking courses. It's not about... And the Humber, the Humber is the big... It's uh, a big one here in Ontario. Yeah. Yes, but sure, that's yeah. not just stand-up comedy. In fact, stand-up comedy is a really kind of small part of it. Yeah. Right? Because it involves sitcom writing and it involves oh, all okay. kinds of other aspects of comedy right and it's all lumped together in a comedy course but because yuck yucks is involved and 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 larry horowitz is the 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 dean of the dean of comedy right 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 larry's actually uh probably my oldest friend in comedy okay yeah um uh anyway uh it gets more of a stand-up focus but it isn't the focus right 
But I would say just just go just, do it. Just go do it. Just and, go do and, it. And what's next for you? You got a talk show coming up? You going to write a book like Mercer? What are you going to do? No clue. No, I eh? no clue. Um, I, I I always have a lot of ideas kicking around my head, but I'm a massive procrastinator. So I meant to tell you that earlier. Actually. Right. <laughs> Glenn, thanks for uh, joining us today. That CanadianGuide.com. Dot com. Check out the yes, website. Sir. There's lots of video there. I think some old Buster Keaton stuff. All maybe. kinds of stuff. Yeah, All little Peter Sellers. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You'll, you'll find it on <laughs> ThatCanadianGuide.com. Thanks for joining us today. <laughs>